1: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refunds. Subscription
2: auto-renews.
0: Oh, what a start! Doesn't matter what your hamstring or your coin is saying, you are a champion, champion. Okay, welcome back to Life Outside Cricket, our special series celebrating the life and careers uh, of players away from the game. Um, now, for those who are listening very intently at our podcast at the start of the week, yep. late last week. Uh, we originally had Tim Payne in this slot. Some of you may have heard of him. I don't know. He just wasn't able to make it. He was busy. Things have come up. <laughs> and uh, he's not here. But it's given us a chance to change tack and actually catch up with someone just starting out in their professional journey. I don't know if they see it this way, but I see it as a 35-year-old this way. Uh, two seasons ago, Peter Hats glue was playing for his club's third 11. I'm sure he enjoys being reminded of that in every story that's ever happened uh, mm. about him. Now he's mixing it with the world's best T20 players. He's attracting comments from Shane Warne, cooing over his IPL prospects. Uh, and mm. now that he's sometimes on TV, does that mean nothing matters anymore? <laughs> Will he shelve all other plans? Will cricket last forever? Let's find out. Welcome <laughs> to the great cricketer, <laughs> Peter Pistol of <hats>, glue <laughs>
1: It's good to be here, boys. I'm I'm always rapt to talk to you guys.
0: <laughs> well, let's see, uh, <laughs> Pete. What 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 do you do outside cricket, if anything? Oh
1: well, I, I suppose um, I've got a, a bit of a different journey into cricket. I guess, and um, when I was when I was coming out of high school, um, as most cricketers would would go into a rookie contract and whatever, I would. Um, well, I, I took Year Twelve off cricket, and I sort of focused on my studies and also eighteenth birthday parties at the time. Mm. Um, <laughs> I I got into my course, um, and yeah, I sort of cracked on with uni after school, as many people would. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I, I guess I um, well, I, I started I started with uni, and um, I suppose at, at the time I thought of it. I thought I could go two ways about it. I could, you know, knuckle down with uni and try and get really good grades, or I could. Um, go out there, leverage my network and sort of get as much experience as I could in um, in the field I wanted to go into. So I actually, um, uh, my, my network at the time, or it still is, I suppose, um, is through like my footy and cricket club. So uh, I played for the old Geelong Footy Club and, um, and Melbourne University Cricket Club as well. And um, yeah, I suppose I just, every, every club's got an accountant, every club's got a tradie and um, I just leveraged that and um, sort of got myself internships and and that sort of thing at different at different places, and um, I eventually uh, landed a gig at Zenith Investment Partners as a as a data analyst there. So, um, suppose that that was my that's my sort of in a nutshell my story outside of cricket, mm. I guess.
0: Mm. And and just for clarity, like what did you choose to study uh, when you went to uni?
1: So I, I, I study finance and international relations oh, at um, Melbourne Uni. At Monash Uni. Monash. I actually I, I study at Monash, play cricket at Melbourne Uni, so work that one out. Okay, <laughs> nice
0: one. That had to be pretty high ATAR to get into that, right? Don't say what it is. I know cricket's a numbers game, but mm. and always round up. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's that, that's at the top of the bell curve for um most professional cricketers. I would have thought. Yeah, you must have got like seventy seven, seventy eight, something yeah, like that, something like that.
2: Yeah,
1: seventy eight. <laughs> <laughs> what's that number? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah. Uh, um no it's yeah i i I worked um yeah i I worked to get into that course yeah i (laughs) I did my did my time paid my dues in year 12.
2: (laughs) (laughs) can you um can you sort of walk us through in in your own words pete like can you walk us through your journey from Third grade to the Renegades, like, and, and none of this like tall poppy stuff. Like, it's awesome to see like young people doing really well. And you've obviously got an interesting life outside of cricket, and your your backstory is just so unlike many professional cricketers, especially in this day and age. um Can you like walk us through like the last couple of years going from playing club cricket into the Renegades?
1: Yeah, look, I, I suppose. Well, the only reality for me really was that cricket wasn't a reality, I guess, mm. um, and. And I always knew that um, I'd have to, yeah. Like I, I always thought of myself as as someone who wouldn't play cricket and someone who'd, who'd go into, I mean, I want to go into finance. So, so someone who'd go into finance and um, and just work a sort of normal life, I suppose. Um, mm. My 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 cricketing journey, I guess, was um, look. I'm a, I'm a leg spin bowler. Melbourne University has followed Ahmed as their um, as their leg spin bowler, mm. so. So naturally you're always going to be sort of in, in his shadow, I guess. And that sort of thing. And look, within myself, I always sort of, um, I always sort of knew that, um, I was, I was, I was like good enough, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, um, but, but with that as well, I, I knew that it would take time and I'd really have to like dominate to, um, to get up the grades at Melbourne uni and, and, um, yeah like there was like the, there've been games where i remember in my debut my first 11 debut against melbourne cricket club i um i took 3 for 15 and got dropped the next week um <laughs> mm. so and that was just because like Fowler came back mm-hmm. so it's like so that that sort of stuff was happening all the time and it sort of kept me in the shadows i suppose but with that as well i guess my my bowling style is is so so different that um that it catches people's eye i guess mm. um and that sort of thing so i suppose that like that helped me come up really quickly, um, yeah, from from the shadows, I guess, from the third grade. <laughs> <laughs> from threes,
0: yeah. Uh, it's, it's a funny one, Pete, because if you had these sorts of conversations 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you'd just conceive of guys either playing for their state and they're sort of semi-professional or professional cricketers and they're just trying to play for Australia or hang on to their professional careers or prosecute them as best they can. But the advent of T20 means that as a fan, you see guys pop up, then they go away. We don't know what they do. We don't care. They're just characters in a TV show mm. that come in for six weeks or ten mm. weeks or something. Mm. Mm. I, I noted, uh, you know, after your rise into the Renegade side, spin to win, there's a bit of social, uh, you know, cult following around people writing Peter underneath uh, your yeah. name for some reason. Yeah. Like you, you <laughs> then did a little bit of stuff with South Australia. I mean, what's the current status of your professional cricket and – how does it relate to your literal double degree and, and what you're doing there?
1: Yeah, look, I, um, I, I suppose, oh, look if there's if there's one like little bit of value that I'd like to, I suppose, leave everyone today, it's, it's to highlight and acknowledge like the precarious nature of cricket. I mean, I, a couple months ago I was playing the big bash. I thought I was the bee's knees, like, you know, mm. I made it, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Mm. And, um, and then, you know, like a couple months later, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to play to South Australia and, um, and I suppose things things didn't go as, as planned with, with my with my debut and whatever and and um, look I, I thought I was a sure thing for a rookie or whatever and and that didn't come I couldn't even get a rookie contract to South Australia I guess so um that, that says a lot about where I am <laughs> but um, <laughs> sorry oh, that's I shouldn't say that anyway um, <laughs> yeah but but look like the I suppose the thing I'm trying to say it's like it's professional sport in general is so precarious. Like we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and I think, I think we probably sell that generally speaking as as players, we probably sell that to employers in the wrong way. I, I, the way I've gone about it um, now, now that I'm sort of back in Melbourne and, and I want to get back into the finances, like, look, um, you don't know what's going to happen with cricket and you want to take it seriously. But given that you don't know what's going to happen with cricket, you've got to take your, your career away from cricket just as seriously um, and value that just as much as your cricket. And I think, I think um, by doing that, you also take an enormous amount of pressure off yourself. Like um, there are even players now who've, who've played, I'm not going to name names, but I'm sure you can read between the lines, but there, are like, there's, there's a, there's a guy now who, who played for Australia. Or he has played a lot of tests for Australia, but just lost his contract. I mean, he signed a, he's, he's got a pretty amazing house in, in Adelaide and um and i imagine a mortgage comes comes along with that and Mm. you when when you when your income gets slashed i suppose the way the way it does or the way it did for him or has for him i guess um like you can't help but really really stress about it i suppose but if you do Mm. have that that fallback um then takes an enormous amount of pressure off and i think i think that Helps with your game just as much as you know hitting balls in the nets or yeah time time spent you would time that you would have spent hitting balls in the nets so
2: mm.
1: yeah that's that's something that's that's the way I sort of approach it I guess mm.
2: it's interesting because a lot of a lot of guys to make it to the top level knew they were going to play for Australia or at least state cricket when they were probably like ten yeah and like and so you know I, I suspect that a lot of people put all their eggs into the cricket basket and and whereas your your story is a little bit different because you were sort of you just said before, like cricket wasn't a thing for you until it was, you know, is it, is it sort of confusing to like, at the moment you are sort of balancing this up where I've got this, this little like, you know, crack in the window, still so a little ray of light of I can, I can chase this dream a bit, but I've also got this job, which, you know, could be like 70 hours a week in an office, you know, but both are good, um, but you know, is it a little bit confusing for you a bit like, Oh, I was just going to do this, but now I've got this, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a bit like you're, you're straddling two worlds, I guess. And I, I, suppose in a way, I mean, I've sort of straddled two worlds my whole life. Like I'm from Sunshine, which is in the in the outer west of Melbourne, the the right. Badlands. And then I sort of went to Geelong. <laughs> ah, it's so not that far was like,
0: west. Sorry, <laughs> I live in West Footscray. I went out in Footscray the other night.
1: I oh. couldn't believe I was out in. Anyway, oh, yeah. side track. Let's but, talk um, about that. Should <laughs> um, I get a beer? <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. I suppose. I suppose the whole straddling two different worlds thing isn't as, isn't foreign to me. I guess. Yeah. Um, um. And I'm I'm sort of doing it now again with you know cricket on one hand and then and then my career on the other. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm just sort of trying to work work it out at I the minute. Mean, I can't quite let go of, of cricket. You know, just yet. I've, no. I've only just started. I can't let go of it. That'd be outrageous. So. No. So. Um. I'm I'm sort of trying to. Yeah. Just take some time to to work out what. What I'm gonna do, um, now that now that I'm not state contracted, yeah, um, yeah.
0: I think when we talk about. You know, pursuing cricket or or a career outside. So often, as a fan, somebody not in the establishment or amongst the cohort of pro cricketers, your mind immediately goes to international cricketers. Which, Mm. when you actually look at contracts and the way cricket economy works at the moment, they're they're only a small percentage of those who are trying to make it in pro cricket. There's plenty Mm. of guys. Like I want to focus on that a little bit. Plenty of guys in the middle of state cricket, um, and we're talking about and women as well that we've spoken to this week or just a little bit below that as well, trying to crack into it, that's probably the large majority of pro cricketers who are out there. I mean, do you get a sense from those guys? You've outlined how you approach it pretty well, Pete, but like, do you get a sense from those guys who may not be nationally contracted uh, or even in the in those sites, like how they approach cricket when you do have to create a balance? Like, Do, do many of them kind of go, no, I'm going to put all the eggs in the basket, I need to do that if I want to have a shot? Or is it something that weighs on them and... They try and balance it up, like which helps your cricket best.
1: Yeah, well, um, yeah, you're, you're right. It is, it's it's so um like it's so cutthroat as well, and and you can you can um, yeah, you can be state contract one, you can be state contracted one day and then move move along so quickly. But I suppose um, yeah, so many guys, I, I wouldn't call it a trap necessarily, but so many so many guys and girls um really want to focus in on their cricket mm. and and they sort of. Yeah, they, they do put all their eggs in the basket, and um and they train, um you know all their spare time spent in the gym, training, whatever, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, like along with that, just comes an enormous amount of pressure, I suppose. So so going back to what I said earlier, yeah, you want to like I, I, for me at least for, for my own peace of mind, for my for my stress levels, I suppose as well. Um, yeah, being being able to have something outside of cricket where your income is not going to go from Maybe 200k a year to, you know, 40k a year in a in a I don't know plumbing apprenticeship sure. if, if that's what the start. I don't know what it is, but like for anyone, that's that's pretty stressful, you know. Mm. If, like people have mortgages, people have mm. uh, you might 200k a year, you might buy yourself a Ferrari or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Depends if you've got a good good a- agent. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah um why they don't um, charge
0: a lot is that why? why would an agent help us? anyway yeah sorry god
1: (laughs) um yeah so so i i think i think being able to yeah work on your game away from cricket just just helps helps with um with the mental side of the game so much i mean that's probably why in my own mind and i'm no medical practitioner by any by any means but um but in my own mind like I think you get in in cricket and in any sport. I suppose you, you get such feelings of euphoria where you're mm. you know playing at the G in front of fifty thousand people and and it's the best thing ever. And then a month later, you're you're worried about your contract. Mm. And I suppose there's no other job in the world where you're dealing with both ends of the spectrum mm. um, at that in in that shorter space of time, and you're doing it over and over again. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I suppose that's just being able to manage that stress and and being able to manage it through having something having a a really sort of robust um, fallback outside of cricket is something that's pretty good, I think.
2: Yeah, I wonder if you if you sort of excelled so much in the Big Bash this season because there was some sort of freedom to you know where it was just like it was all happening so quickly, and like oh how good is this? You weren't really thinking about the next contract and what was happening after it. You weren't thinking about you know a shield contract for South Australia or whatever. I wonder if there was, it was, I mean, I suppose you wouldn't know at the time, but um, anyway, that, that's just me just riffing for no reason. I want to ask you, um, I want to ask you, Pete, about uh, playing at the Renegades. Was it like a, when you came into that, was it, was it a bit of a, uh, like a, were people like Alfred about who's this clubby? Who's just come down? Just, just bloody give me throwdowns, like just stay in your lane. You're not going to get a game. Or was it actually like a nurturing environment where people like supporting their teammates? Cause cricket's. Crickets, as we've said many times, is an individual sport masquerading as a team sport. Um, but you know, I, I wonder, like in that environment, were there people around you who actually wanted to see you excel?
1: Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, look, I, I suppose when um, when you get brought into get brought into a squad. Um, Whoever whoever brought you in wants to you know wants to see you do well, I yes. guess, and and sort of validate their their own little selection there. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. So yeah, for, for me to come in from out of nowhere was was I suppose a difficult option or a difficult thing for the um, the coaches and and the uh, and the selectors to do, I guess. So um, yeah, so, so they were they were very welcoming for sure, um, and um, yeah, and 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 the boys the boys were like. It's it's like any other cricket team, I guess, except you know the the, the boys are Aaron Finch and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's the same sort of dynamic, you know. You, you want to it's just like anything, real. I suppose relating this back to careers and that sort of thing, I I guess it's like joining, you know, getting a new job and joining a new office. You got to just work out the culture and um yeah. and yeah. just try and sort of fit in to begin with. Um, mm. and yeah,
0: when you join a team, we've said this before. Like uh, even though we all love cricket, like. It's a faux pas to talk about cricket. And so of do you have the same uh connection to finance and international relations? Like do you like to talk about it? And and if so, which professional player has been best at conversing with you on that topic?
1: <laughs> uh I, I I think I need to be careful about this, Ashley, because I I, I love talking about it yeah. and, and I um now that I've got access to these guys, you know, like Kane Richardson, i I start speaking to him about his, you know, what where what his investments are and yeah. I won't I won't I won't um I won't speak about them too. No, um, don't tell us investment investments. <laughs> but, but, yeah, for, yeah no, no. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I really, I really, I really enjoy yeah um getting to know what um what players are doing with you get all this yeah mm. yeah you, know, you get a lump sum of money and you got to put it somewhere I suppose and mm. and I I enjoy um listening to yeah the the or just just sort of getting um an understanding of the advice that that players are being given so. I know Alan Wise um is a coach of Footscray Cricket Club um here in Melbourne. He um he's somehow tied in with the um with the cricketers association and, and he's he's doing a lot of stuff for players um in the financial planning space. Um uh it's funny at, at the other end of the like with yeah, know Richo, Richard's pretty well looked after. He's he's got seems like he's pretty well organized, but then at the other end of the spectrum you've got some other guys who I asked one guy um uh, you know, what what do you do with with your money and and he said, "Oh, you know that like that Acorns app or whatever it was? Mm, like yeah. you know, you you pay a dollar fifty for a coffee, round it up to two bucks and that fifty cents is then invested. Always round up. That's what he's that's that's what he's um that's what his uh future plan is with his money. And I'm like, Oh my god, mate, you gotta your agent's gonna help you out a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah, so so I suppose yeah, I do I do talk about it with players and, and it's it's funny to see where some players are
0: yeah. with it, and where, where yeah. others others are with it. Well, I just gather, and it's only just sort of, um, you know, sort of here in the like, just the, the tea leaves, where the tea leaves are blowing, the trade winds are blowing. I don't know what that metaphor is. Um, <laughs> is there a bit? There's a bit of chat about crypto, you know, among players. You know, <coughs> a players, are players going big on crypto. I mean, I know there's a little bit of stuff around. You know, it's not it's not yeah. Bitcoin, it's Bitstein. Yeah, but uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who's bought Dogecoin? Yeah, I mean, where, where are you at as a as a uh, financial specialist on on crypto? And you know how many players are really putting everything big on uh, that and NFTs, etc. Yeah,
1: Krip, what, what did you say, Cryptoin. Krip, oh, uh,
0: oh, Bitcoin. not Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Bitcoin.
1: Bitcoin. That yeah. I reckon the like the the cricketers the Players Association we've got a we've got a retirement account right, and that's managed by all these. These big horses and whatever. Um, (laughs) We released Elon Musk released Dogecoin. We come out with something like BitStory that that I reckon that would one hundred percent take off. Go to the moon, go to the moon and beyond. I think my 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 general consensus on um, on crypto. I suppose if that's what you are asking, yes. um, Highly highly speculative. Speculative. Mm. Um, Not sure if you'd uh, actually. I was working at a tax accountant. at one stage and I was doing a I was doing a tax return for a um self managed super fund and this one guy had his entire super in cryptocurrencies, Oof. which is bizarre. I wouldn't I wouldn't Oof. if if you're asking for my opinion on it, which which isn't worth very much, but anyway, um yeah, no, highly speculative. I wouldn't put all that much money into it. Um mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's that's and, basically yeah. where I'm at. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and, and just on a sort of semi-international like international relations side, but also finance, I've got a few questions on this front. Um, you know, if you were in CA's position, would you be looking to, you know, consolidate and grow existing broadcast deals with, uh, you know, linear broadcast uh, media? Uh, or are you firmly set on, you know, preparing for the invasion of big tech streaming services like uh, Amazon, Disney, et cetera? You know, what, what would your right position on that be as a CFO? Uh-huh.
1: Well, money talks I whoever's paying the most cash. Just go with them, I reckon.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, on that point then. Um, it's doing. So, so if we apply a bit of an international framework, uh, relations framework, you know, many would say the big three of the BCC, ICA and the ECB need to better spread their wealth to grow the game in other countries mm-hmm. to sort of paradoxically ensure their own sustainability. Mm. Uh, many mm. would say that. On, on the other hand, international relations wonks might contend that view's naive, as in, you know, international relations is about, you know, the organising principle of nation-states each state must act in its own self-interest in a zero-sum paradigm. You know, someone does well, someone does badly. Um, so what I'm asking is how do we help make the West Indies great again?
1: I think the West Indies – well, well, one, it's pretty difficult. with the mm. soccer's, Well, I think now the landscape is so much more competitive, isn't it? Like mm. the West Indies have soccer, baseball, all these other sports mm. to contend with, as we do in Australia as well. So um, – that that there, it's pretty difficult to compete to compete against you know soccer and baseball because they they've got you know as much or if not more than mm. more cash than what we do in cricket. But mm. yeah, I suppose the whole like what what's the whole purpose behind grassroots you know developing the grassroots is yeah to to um ensure the future sort of sustainability of and growth of the sport I suppose. So, um, so you're a yeah, socialist. I, I you should it, give we should give money it. to everybody. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think, yeah, it's definitely worth um, looking after the others, I suppose, for the sake of competition, for the sake of growth, all that, yeah.
2: Or, for devils, we keep all the money and yeah. there's an Ashes every six months. Thoughts? Yes. <laughs> and cash is king. Money talks, yeah. bullshit walks. They play three tournaments. IPL, Big Bash, mm. Ashes.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, all the you know, just all the 2020 tournaments. That's given. Yeah. Given, I've got a vested interest in those. <laughs> just, just get them going. Prop up Sri Lanka. The, the Sri Lankan Premier League. All that. Just get it going. Don't worry about domestic cricket. <laughs> and everyone gets paid in bits. No, store. no I'm joking. Joking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you, Bate. Uh, just in a completely different tact. Um, when like this thing. So when when you came on our Patreon a while ago. Um, I promoted it on social, maybe you promote it, and just said, Pete Hatsiglou on the show. And then all the comments underneath were, Peter, Peter, Peter. And I, I had not come across this before. And I was like, oh, is it a faux pas to call you Pete? Um, even though I can do whatever I want. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your lane, yeah. yeah. Um, talking to yourself. Yeah, who are you talking to, mate? And why you can down to the right? Um, like, what, so, And then I didn't realise this was a thing. And so, um, yeah, like what? how did this come about? What is it? Like, what are people around you saying about
0: it? How do you deal with it? And what are the marketing opportunities you yeah. might be able to apply financial yeah. <laughs> skill to exploit it?
1: Merch. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> merch. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's talk. <laughs> I'm a YouTuber yeah. as well. Uh, let's talk off it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the Peter thing, Martin, Martin Smith from um, – it's not uh, – C A, what is it? Cricket.com. I'm yeah. thinking C A T V from mm. the good old days. Yeah, but I don't know, cricket.com. Martin Smith wrote it, wrote, a, wrote an article on it and he details it really well. It's just um okay. just like some strange sort of um like meme page in the in the depth of Instagram and that sort of thing. And yeah, okay, I don't know, I these kids just decided to come up with some sort of um I, I don't know, they they literally just wrote Peter underneath yeah. some photo. Right. Um and and that was because like they left Hatsoglu out because they, they couldn't work it out. Right. Which is yeah, fair enough, I suppose.
0: No, um, it's not fair enough. Just say the name. Just say the name, yeah. Yeah. Just, just the name,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Left out the surname and then and then people just started commenting Peter below it, I suppose. I, I really I really can't remember. It was it was really strange, but Martin Smith outlines it well. In, okay. Um, okay. In this article. Okay. I should probably figure out what that, that story is exactly. Ah, uh, the internet, hey, yeah,
2: completely lost. normal place.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Peter Hatzeglou, thanks so much for joining us in this final instalment of Life Outside Cricket. Uh, Before we say goodbye, that's a wrap to the series as well. For everybody listening, thanks to those who took part across the five days. Thanks to the ACA for their partnership in the initiative and thanks to those who tuned in. Uh, We'll be back with our show next week. But finally, Pistol Pete, uh, congratulations. I've seen some Insta photos of you recently uh, playing golf Pants fit you very nicely You've got a Titleist hat So it looks like you've got A good career in finance right down the track
1: <laughs> Thanks boys Tim, Tim Payne would have been better <laughs> He was busy <laughs>